and welcome to Women in the Business Arena. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shuk Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Every week, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We reframe the lens on business so women just like you know how to achieve not just success, but fulfillment and freedom. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs, mothers, and multiple business owners how to conquer the business arena. And the thousands of women we have worked with have given us insights and wisdom to share with you. We get honest, vulnerable, and real about what we've seen and experienced. We would love for you to join us in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. And if you want to get even more support, visit womeninthebusinessarena.com. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, Sonia. How are you? I'm good. I am uh, really interested in sort of finishing this amazing three-part series on the divine, mature, feminine, and why it even matters to our listeners. Um, And at the same time, I'm navigating how I feel like my masculine is really taken over today. (laughs) So this is going to be a really interesting conversation because I feel like sometimes when we're trying to explore this topic, you know, our actual ego or our masculine or, you know, some of our um, indoctrination rises up. And so I think that will be a very sort of interesting Mm. exploration. Uh, I agree. And it's awesome that we get to show up to the podcast as we are, right? So we bring our own true selves to these conversations. And sometimes, you know, just like what you're naming, Sonia, we're aware of the value of the divine feminine and, and really trusting ourselves from that space. But then we have moments where, okay, wait, now... I'm completely smushing that part down and I have all these other things happening and my kind of unhealthy masculine is trying to run the show or, you know, so, um, I love that. Thanks for sharing that, you know, and coming and, and I feel like I'm kind of in a, um, in a disorganized state and I'm trying to, and, and, and that's my, that's actually, <laughs> that's actually my, um, masculine mind, my unhealthy Mm. masculine saying I'm disorganized because I'm really just probably in more of a flow state right now. And it's okay to embrace (laughs) that that is happening. Yes. And you know, it's really interesting. So just to give you a little background, if you've missed the last few episodes, we've spent the last two weeks talking about the divine mature feminine, what that means, what that energy is about, how it serves us in our business why it's important right now, and just, you know, some of the aspects to it. I think it's a topic that not a lot of people really talk about. A lot of people don't even understand or have reference points. So over those last two weeks, we really gave you some reference points, gave you some of our experiences about it, talked a little bit about the journey to find that sort of mature feminine. And we thought today we would talk about, you know, how that feminine affects the world, why it allows us to step more into our leadership, our voice, and have more impact in the world, right? We're really talking about the benefits of it in our business and how that helps with our thought leadership and our, you know, the ways that we want to impact the world. 
But yeah, it's really interesting because as we talked about sort of prior, you know, the masculine and feminine energies are neutral. So it's not that one's better than the other or one's more important than the other or one's bad and one's good. You know, they're really neutral energies. They're just very different energies. The masculine is the ego. The feminine is the intuition. The masculine is that structure, organization, judgment. It's more critical. The feminine is more flowy and open and lacks container, right? So, you know, it's really interesting when you start to explore it because sometimes in exploring the feminine, the masculine ego comes up to kind of crash the party, if you will. And that's kind of where I feel like I am today. Yes. And I think that this, in even having this conversation, what has been constantly challenging or I have to keep kind of coming back to is, you know, that there, that the feminine and the masculine energies are neutral energies. They're just not one that's better than the other, that we need both of them, that we all have them and there's wonderful qualities of both, but that we live in a culture that has separated us from the divine feminine and has like glorified the toxic masculine. And so we get so lost between these comparisons where all of a sudden, you know, like the masculinity is thrown under the bus sometimes because we're talking about the toxic masculine, but the healthy masculine masculine is necessary to, to help us have aligned action and to have, you know, linear thinking that supports the human way of being in the world and creates like, how do we navigate and create problem solving when we find friction in the world? And then the yes. divine feminine comes along and is like, and yes, flow around that friction, baby. Like, that's good. <laughs> it's like all of this has to coexist to bring yeah. harmony. But This conversation, you know, is really like, but what do you do in the external world? Because it's been not seen in that way. It has been in an imbalance in a perception that masculine is, you know, yeah, like kind of this the best the best thing that you or yeah. we all need to be in our masculine to be successful yeah. and this is what business is about is like embracing that um yeah and so what do you do when when we've been separated from that divine feminine and how do we come back and claim it and then also understand that that means claiming a healthy divine masculine as well like it's yes. having both yeah Totally. And I think there's really two important points I want to come across that we have briefly touched on some of the other episodes. But just as a reference point right now, before we continue, I think there's two really important points. One is that for most of us, the masculine is overdeveloped and the feminine is underdeveloped. So this is one of the reasons why we're bringing up this topic and focusing on the divine feminine. And I don't feel like we need to teach people how to develop their masculine because for most women, their masculine is overdeveloped. So, you know, this is sort of why we're bringing that piece. The other piece I want to bring is that the proper place of the feminine is to guide. It has the wisdom. The divine, mature feminine accesses the wisdom inside of ourselves. It it accesses our amazing perception. It allows for us to see things in a connected and bigger picture way. It allows for wholeness. And so it in just the neutralness of those energies, the feminine is our wisdom and should be in that place of guidance and the masculine is that is the action right it's the it's the implementation the getting things done that carries out that beautiful vision and guidance and mission but for most of us the masculine is in control and therefore that wisdom is suppressed yes 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 
and completely in that suppression, demeaned, ignored. And it's such a missed opportunity because that divine feminine, that wisdom that we all innately have, that's where this is a sweet spot. You know, that's where magic happens. And you've got to have this beautiful, like I'm kind of, you know, seeing the, um, the beautiful Greek goddess pull back like her bow and arrow, like she's the beautiful hand, the magic that pulls back the bow and the arrow is that golden arrow that's like divine aligned masculine but who like how do you know where to aim like how do you know how to pull that that back and create that tension like that's the female that's the divine feminine and we got to have that in order to have any aligned action in the world so we're like cutting off a whole half of us um because we have been told that that half is inferior or it's like you know unnecessary and we're really losing we're losing as a humanity is like missing out (laughs) Yes. And because we don't have a lot of power in a lot of realms, so we still don't have the dominant power in business. We still don't have, you know, even equal power in business or equal power in government or equal power at the top, you know, sort of leadership positions in the world. The world is not accessing our amazing wisdom. It's not taking into account all of this amazing um, experience and perception and wisdom that we have. And what I get from a lot of my clients, a lot of the women I talk to is they don't even know how to trust themselves anymore. They don't know how to trust their wisdom or how to trust their discernment or how to be able to trust what they feel because what's happened is over the course of their life they've been told that their feelings are wrong that their emotions are bad that that wisdom that they really have is is you know diminished it's not important what's more important is the rational reasoning mind that's objective and that gets things done and that's the important part and so that's really what we're talking about is because we're so underdeveloped as females as you know the feminine in the world whether you're male or female then what ends up happening is that we are missing out on huge amounts of wisdom and understanding and like the care that we need to give to the world. Mm, Yes, I love that. And I love this term. It's like, it's not that it's not there. It's there, but it's underdeveloped. It's undervalued. And so we're having these conversations to bring it forward. And then like in, you know, the first conversation we had around this, it was just like, what is it? Like, what is kind of, Sonia and I is, you know, relationship to it. Then the second is, was more of the conversation of what's happening internally. Like as we develop this sense within ourselves, how do we reconnect to that within us? And then now the question is, how do we take it forward? What do we do? How do we bring this into the world in a way that feels like it's honoring our true selves and you know, showing up, like, how is that then allowing us to show up in the world? Yes. And I thought it would be really good to read something. So one of, I find it actually quite hard to find any resources on the mature divine feminine, right? The developed feminine, if you will. So you can call it divine, you could call it sacred, you could call it deeper, like as a whole. Mm -hmm. But it's that mature, developed feminine. I find it's quite hard to find resources. But sort of my Bibles around this are really written by a woman named Judith Dirk, which I've mentioned in the podcast before. And she writes a book called Circle of Stones. And she writes another book called I Sit Listening to the Wind. And these are books that were created in the 90s. Like she's, you know, quite old and amazing now. She has so much wisdom. And she understands the process of the feminine and the masculine. And so she's written some great books about that. 
And she, I wanted to read something from one of her books because I feel like it really highlights what we're talking about. And then we can go, go a little bit deeper into it. So she says, perhaps modern woman has no idea how profoundly she is needed. The world is crying out for a developed feminine voice, a voice that can mediate once again the ancient values of the feminine, values of interiority and of the sacredness of matter, values that honor the privacy of individual process, the values of the deeper self held within us all. In her efforts to effect change in our society, women today may not realize that she leaves unexplored feminine modes that might accomplish the same ends if she could rediscover them. Modes of holding within herself her vision of what could be, of gestating that vision with the spiritual energy that is uniquely feminine, and finally bringing it forth in a circumspect womanly voice. There is stories of canaries valued for their sensitivities, taken below the surface in old mines to test for poison gas. We women today frequently express impatience with ourselves for being overly sensitive. Yet I sense that our culture is in desperate need of women of sensitivity and courage who can point out what is poisonous just below the surface. Women who have grounded themselves, developed their vision and voice, and can identify what is twisted in our society today. Oh, let's just take a moment and feel that. That gave me chills. You yeah. too. I just want to cry every time I read it. Oh, yeah. I got a little tears right here welling up. I mean, it's it's so, like, the this this. The spirit that she speaks to, like the need, like you feel in her call to action, she's speaking to this need of women to step forward because humanity needs the feminine. We need this evolution. Our earth is hurting, you know, our societies, our cultures, our families, like we have the highest levels of um, loneliness, you know, that we've ever experienced. We have all of the environmental crisis happening. There's so many things that are the earth and the, the human spirit is crying out for this divine feminine. And I feel like she speaks to that call. Yes. It's like a sacred call that she's bringing up in those words. And I, and that's why it moves me. I really feel it. Yeah, me too. And I, in reading these books, actually, it they really changed my mission. They really changed my understanding of what my mission was. Because I think, you know, I've always been helping women and supporting them and empowering them. But I didn't really, really understand the depth at which we're needed. The, you know, and the the systematic way that depth has been tainted, right? And diminished. And so as I've done so much work on myself over the last couple of years, I mean, I've done a lot of work for decades, but in the last couple of years, so much of my work has been around learning to really value my feminine, learning to put it in its proper place, learning to give it the guidance, like allow it the voice and the wisdom that it has to give. And, and sometimes that means ignoring all reason and ignoring, you know, all rational, you know, structure that the masculine wants to create and just being like, but I feel this is where I need to go. I feel like this is what 
I need to say. I feel like this is what I need to talk about. And I feel like the world needs a lot more of us doing that. Yes, yes. And that is exactly that sense of it's an there's a sense of urgency like to the like this we need this um and you know this ability to sniff out you know what's poisonous i I love Mm. that way she frames it because what i'm seeing in my clients you know so many women showing up and just just you know not even sure how to express within the therapeutic context how depleted they feel how overwhelmed and in a common theme that emerges is this like is it me or is there something else going on here like like there's this knowing that it's not them but there's no one validating it so they're coming into therapy like okay now can you just help me fix this because I don't know what's wrong with me even though I feel like it's not just me. <laughs> um, but it's this, they're, sni- they're highly sensitive to this poisonous gas that yes. nobody else is picking up on. And mm. they're starting to think that there's something wrong with their nose, their perception, like they're sniffing something that isn't there. And, uh, you know, what I love about the work that you and I do is we get to be the women that sits across from these women and look them in the eye and saying, the poison is there. Like, that is not re- that is not imagined like this is real <laughs> and let's talk about it and l- i want to help you and and guide you to reclaim this sacred feminine inside yourself to know that those sensitivities yes. are here for a reason because you the modern woman have something to bring to this time and place where we are to bring this next evolution and it's important that it comes through leadership it comes through business because that is the language of our society we do put a lot of value on business leaders and so more and more in politicians so as more women enter into politics and as they enter into business leadership we are in these places to shape and if we just take the old model and replicate it and just stay in line (laughs) with sort of what's been preached before us then we are actually losing out on the opportunity to be that change, to be that transformation, to take the divine feminine into the place I feel like it's always been destined to be. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And you know, in a lot of ways, there is no way to do that without risk. There is no way to do that without vulnerability and the courage to move through this time. Because, you know, women, the feminine is a target always and still like, you know, I hope that one day the feminine won't be a target, but at the moment it still is. And in so many ways, like the more I talk about the feminine, the more I put that out there into environments where there's men or there's a lot of the masculine, like I get attacked, like it's inevitable. And you know what it looks like. It's so interesting. I mean, and I'm very neutral with that. It doesn't bother me, but I think, you know, one of the things that happens is we're scared because we have been so wounded around the feminine, you know, when we were children by our parents, by our fathers, by our, you know, all the ways we were taught not to cry, not to feel, not to trust our emotions, not to be subjective, which is actually super important in the feminine. Like it's not about being objective in the feminine. It's actually about being subjective. It's about trusting our wisdom, which will be like no one else's. And, you know, it is 
this process that requires sometimes a lot of healing and a lot of courage and vulnerability to move through. But what we wanted to really sort of illustrate is that when you do that, when you develop that mature feminine inside yourself, when you've done the work, and that requires the self-development work, you cannot shortcut the process. You will not access the developed feminine unless you actually go through the work. You know, when you do that, when that comes out, that's when your voice carries. That's when the impact you can make in the world is a hundredfold. Like it comes from that really wise authority and the world is dying for it. I mean, really. And this is what I tell a lot of my clients who have like decades of experience and they still don't trust themselves and they, you know, still don't believe they're valuable. I'm like, the world is dying for your wisdom. Mm. (laughs) Like we need you. Yes, yes, it literally is. Like we need to bring this energy forward because no one else, you know, and in like the gestation that she used the term yeah. gestation, you know, I'm like, oh, that is beautiful because women, the divine feminine, it's, you know, like life giving, right? So women, um, and you do not have to have a woman who has birthed a physical child to have this power inside of you. Like you are a creator. And so you're, you're giving life to a child or you're giving life to ideas. You're giving life to a business. Like we are creatrix. We are, you know, we have all of this beautiful energy, energy to create life and to destroy life. Like we've got this amazing power and gestation is the ability for something to sit and grow and process into a full life form or full creation, um, an actual, um, So like, so if like creating uh, something tangible in the world, right, creates gestation, the masculine energy is not meant for gestation. It's meant for getting that once that thing arrives from divine feminine, it shoots it out into the world and like something happens with it. (laughs) (laughs) But in order for, I know this is sounding kind of metaphorical here to something else, but like we have to gestate it. That's the divine feminine. And it takes patience. It takes time it takes oh my God. tending nurturing care in oh. order for things to be created yeah and you know that like for those people who have had babies you know you go through this time period in your pregnancy it's very long and you get to a point at the end where you're like just get the damn baby out yeah like, I'm, I'm done being pregnant well this is how we feel when we're just stating something else as well and you know the truth is we get so caught up in quick wins and getting, you know, results and outcomes and all of these, you know, quick things happening and instant gratification that we lose sight of what happens when things are brewing, when they're gestating, when they're simmering, right? Everything is deeper and better when it moves through that process. I mean, it's interesting because in my client realm, like some of my clients, you know, move through the process very quickly, create income, freedom, They knew exactly sort of what they wanted to do. Like they moved this amazing process. And so then they're sorted, right? Like they've got this great business. They've got freedom. All this happens. There's others that move through this path where they realize they actually need to gestate. Like they need 
to develop themselves first. And when that happens, out of that comes the structure for their business, the voice they want to have when they've tried to force it, you know, first, which, you know, we always sort of try to move through structure first, but when they force it first, it's like, it doesn't work. No matter how hard they try, no matter how, what they want it, it's like what they've tried to create isn't ready yet. And so it's such an interesting process when we can allow ourselves to say, that's okay. The definition doesn't have to come first. The self-development and the development of what I want to, you know, bring to the world can come first. And then the structure naturally unfolds. And it's actually such an easier process when that happens. And so, but it takes that, you know, ability for us to honor the process and to honor the space and to honor the gestation and to be patient. I mean, Lord, like, seriously, like my vision and what I'm here to bring has been gestating for decades. Like, it's like I have had a lot of patience in my process, <laughs> you know, and it doesn't stop now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, it's just like if, if men were going to have babies, they would probably have already medically figured out how to have that baby out in one month, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Or one day. Celebrating growth. <laughs> like, this is uncomfortable. And I think, like, we have to remember that as women, you know, there's a lot of things that happen within our biology that teaches us to te- to, to align with rhythm, to have patience. Yes. Like, it's beautiful, the, the miracle of how biology um, shapes the psychology of what we're capable of doing. And, you know, there's, like, practices. And that's what's really nice about having a daughter is that I'm able to teach her that sacredness about the feminine mm. body and what it yes. teaches you in a way that I wasn't, you know, because I was just, like, taught that, oh, yeah, sorry, you've got your period now. That's sucks, you know, (laughs) welcome to womanhood, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think, you know, the reason that we're talking about this is because your willingness to go in this direction, to deepen yourself, to, to really develop that mature voice that you have, it adds to everything you want to do. Whereas a lot of people, sometimes people come to me and they want to shortcut all that. They're like, I just want to be big. I just want to like, you know, reach millions. I'm like, yeah, but that is is not developing the voice. That is not doing the work that's required to get there. It's like they just want to shortcut it. But when you are allowing yourself to develop it, it's so much richer. It actually will be so much more effective. I mean, you can look at people like take Brene Brown. That woman's done a lot of her own development, right? She is a good voice of that developed feminine. And so, you know, there are people out there who've really can illustrate and show you what happens when you've taken the time and the energy and had the patience to develop yourself first. Yes, yes. So, like, for the sake of this conversation, do you feel like there are certain actions that, you know, and in, in when I say actions, I'm speaking from a divine feminine place of aligned action. Um, but yeah. it's like, how, like showing up in the world, what does that really translate? Like, what are some practical ways that you've seen your clients do this? Or, or can we explore this idea? You know, to, for those listening who think, yeah, you guys have me motivated. You have me fired up. Like, I'm ready to take my divine feminine into the next business meeting I have or into that next client meeting. Um, like, how do you think... And, and you can put this back on me and I can think about it. But it's like, I'm just curious from your perspective, you know, what does that look like? <laughs> well, and this is the challenge, right? To give you actions, to tell you how to do it would be the masculine, 
any interpretation that isn't yours, that isn't your subjective wisdom, is the masculine. So, you know, what I can tell you, though, is some of the things I have seen work to start to develop the feminine. And it's really all about being. It's all about space and time. You can't develop the feminine in, in like, what we would call action. And you can't develop the feminine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's no feminine feminine. boot camp. (laughs) Love it. Now, people try to do it. They'll tell you, this is how you develop it. This is how you, you know, there's all these people trying to offer that, but they're actually in their masculine. And so it's so interesting because the masculine can really hijack the whole process, right? And I love it because Judith Dirk talks about that in one of her books. Oh, it's actually the one I sit listening to the wind because the circle of stones is more about like sort of the feminine and being in the feminine and the I sit listening to the wind is how we engage with the masculine in ourselves with without destroying the feminine so that we're developing the feminine but we're understanding and allowing the masculine and what she says is when she went to write about the masculine she actually got hijacked by her ego. And then it became this whole book about how great the masculine is. <laughs> she like, and so she said she went out to the woods and she picked up sticks and she just was, right? She just allowed herself the beingness to watch things and to sit around and to to allow and to understand and, and envision why she was doing all of this, right? All the powers of the feminine. She got back into her feminine before she wrote, rewrote the book, basically. And I thought that's such a good description because I feel like so many people are out there teaching people about the feminine or saying, you know, here, take my course on sacred femininity, but it's really all the masculine hijacking the the, the process. I mean, for you, you have to find that space and time. And there's so many ways to do that. It can be in, you know, meditation. It could be in floating. It could be sitting around all day and staring out the window. It could be sleeping. It could be journaling. A lot of my clients journal to sort of start to de- access that sort of developed, you know, that wisdom. Um, let's see, what are some of the more popular other things that I find really work? I mean, for me, it's like, it's literally having the space and time to just follow my thoughts and explore my feelings. And without there being a, you know, like a structure on it or a time limit on it. Because as soon as we're pressured about time, we lose any ability to access that feminine wisdom because we're, it's like, it's in a structure that's limiting us. And I think it's also that linear thinking that we get trapped into when we um, even go on, I'm on a retreat. And so I'm going to start that at nine and then I'm going to have free form writing with my journal. And then I'm going to take a break and have lunch over here. Then I'm going, you know, it's just like my massages at this time. And so we are very much on a linear timeline and not circular and not enough space and allow to be. And then we kind of have expectations, you know, I'm going to go here and I'm going to get this output, you know, I'm going to put this in and I'm going to get this out. And I think what the, what you're talking about, this way of being and that image of her just walking in the woods and picking up sticks is really beautiful because someone may look at that and think, what's the point? What is she doing? Is she building yep. something? And like, what kind of sticks is she looking for? And what's going to come at the end of the stick gathering? But <laughs> she was just doing it to be in the moment 
of giving herself kind of even in it's smart too, because you're giving the brain, you know, something it's picking up stick. Yeah. It's got an activity, but by giving it some focus and giving it free form, then that's where the beauty and the magic happens. Like that's where ideas are going to just float through or visions or sensations in the body are going to show up or memories that you haven't thought about since you were a kid you know it's like that's what the divine feminine is like the circular sense of time and allowing space and allowing yourself to be if you listen to a lot of amazing artists and leaders and that have been successful by tapping into that that's where the great big ideas usually happen you know, yes. um, that's when they channeled that book that they're like, I don't even know. I was writing this one and then this one came through, you know, they got yes. to that from that space, of open circular being and not from just a linear, because when you set off on those linear paths, they are not, there's not a lot of room for creativity. It's, it's about execution. It's about getting something yes. done and you're not giving it space to something new to arise. But if you're really widening back and you're thinking non-linear circular space of being then things can just randomly appear in a way that's significant but it's not attached to a specific outcome that you committed to like going to that retreat or going into that space yeah exactly and it's like and granted not a lot of us have experienced this like I mean I have my reference points where I personally have experienced this but in a lot of ways you know, people haven't experienced really accessing their, their, you know, feminine. So let me give you a couple of things that won't work or that will work, right? So, so for one thing, it needs to be alone. Like you cannot really access your subjective divine wisdom, like your developed feminine in relation to others. Now, it doesn't mean that once you've stepped into that, once you've cultivated and developed that feminine, you can't then use that with others, connect to others, you know, share that, you know, like um, magnify that. Like, you, like, yes, the developed feminine is so important for that, but developing it is done solo. It's done alone. That means not being pulled by anybody, not being subjected to anyone else's desires, not being, you know, held in someone else's belief systems or structures or anything. And it's not being held in time. So like, you know, you know, some ways you can experience this is like to give yourself a day. And a lot of women, because we're navigating families and business and clients and husbands and, you know, a million other people, sometimes we have to literally go away. <laughs> so it's like the retreat with ourselves. But don't go to a structured retreat because that will also be masculine. Go to the woods. Go camping. Go to, you know, a spa. Just literally follow your flow. As soon as you wake up at whatever time that is, give yourself permission to totally follow your feeling. If you feel like staying in bed, stay in bed. If you feel like reading, read. If you feel like getting up and walking, go walk. If you feel like going to breakfast, go to breakfast. If you feel like ordering breakfast in, follow that. It's literally listening to every single thing that you want and that comes up. And how many of us ever let ourselves have that? Oh, very rarely. I mean, and you know, there are some, like for me, when I hear that, it's like, oh, that sounds so divine. Like what I, I need to do that now. <laughs> but I know, cause I have had clients and friends that are cringing at this going, 
oh my God, I can't imagine like a day where like I have to figure that stuff out. Like I want structure and I want planning and uh, you know. So for some of us that really have gotten used to feeling safe within the masculine, this is going to feel a bit uncomfortable, but we promise it is so amazing (laughs) once you start to learn that you have this ability to trust your intuition, to be guided. um, And it's a gift to yourself. I mean, there's definitely in this busy modern world, time has become quite a luxury. If you look at people who have more time, they're the people who, you know, have um, in our society more money because obviously like people who, um, you know, you're working and working, working all to get like more time and then they get more time and they fill it with working, working, working. And so like then luxury is like, wow, just to carve out time. But you don't have to wait until you're, you know, making tons of money to say you have time, which you're not going to take anyway. Do it now. Like, take the luxury of time for yourself because you are the only one that can set those boundaries. You're the only one that can just tell people, I am off the grid. And I guess also just know it will possibly feel a bit uncomfortable at first if you've never done it before and if you've been operating in that other place. But over time, it's going to be the thing that you will just be rushing out to do. You'll just be like, get me out of this masculine modern world so I can go and swim in the waters (laughs) of divine feminine. Be in the flow. Yes. And, you know, what we have to shift and change, and this is on us, right? And this is the perception we have to shift and change, is denying that that is what we need as the priority. See, when we are basking in the divine feminine, when we've taken the space and time as the priority, as the first priority, then everything else in our lives flows better. Everything else in our lives is more effective and impactful. Whereas right now, most of us think it's the opposite, right? Like that's the luxury. That's the thing we should do at the end. That's the thing we should reward ourselves. No, 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 no. That is the priority. The first thing you should schedule in every week is that time for yourself. The first thing you should do rather than taking a vacation with the family or going to see your family or whatever it is, is take a vacation for yourself. Those are the first things we should do. They're the priority. Yes. And I guess that's what I was trying to speak to is that it's ironic that we will work and work thinking that we're going to get to that place. But if you followed that way of thinking, you're never going to actually have that time because you're going to keep filling it with more. And so being able to understand that the time to more space it in time for yourself is to take it now and to learn to value that, prioritize that. And that is where the the rich things happen. That's where the magic happens. That's where successful businesses are born from. It's from that energy. And, And you even look at like the really successful, what they call sort of the tech unicorns. And you look like at, um, you know, do you look at their practices and dig a little bit deeper? And it's interesting how many of them report more feminine practices, like taking walks um, in order to connect to that muse and, you know, getting away from the computer screen. And, you know, and it's like, it's funny because I read a Forbes magazine article about, you know, like what was the secret, um, you know, of like behind this successful CEOs, blah, blah, blah. And then you read it and I'm like, well, that's divine feminine practice right there, people. Like, but they're not seeing it as feminine. They're just seeing it as like this really 
hack that this like guy knew to do. But it's like, no, he was actually operating in more of his feminine side there. And that's what brought yes. that about. And so I find this really interesting. I mean, Steve Jobs is definitely one of those. Like he, he has some interesting divine feminine practices that he did, but they don't ever get really appreciated from that lens. Um, yeah. They're just kind of spoken to as this genius from this male leader. But those geniuses are where they tapped into their divine femininity. I know. <laughs> right? Like, and this is the sabotage the patriarch yeah. has done. But, you know, okay, we won't go into that today. But it's another talk, you know, another one. Oh, totally. But you guys, I, I hope that through this series, if anything, we've given you just some reference points to what this even means and why it's important. Because the world needs you. And it needs your developed feminine. It doesn't just need your overdeveloped masculine. That's great as well. Like, but it needs your developed feminine. And I hope this will inspire you to take some space to access that part of yourself and to recognize how valuable your wisdom is. Yes, I love that. And just remember to be gentle with yourself. The divine feminine is about compassion and space. And just approach it day at a time and be curious about where that already has been showing up for you. And then areas that, like Sonia said, they're undeveloped um, and all it needs is your love and, and attention. But as Judith Dirk says, we need the women, the divine feminine. We, The earth needs us. Humanity needs us to step yeah. forward and be true to that wise, essential self. That's right. And on that note, I think we'll complete. Thank you all for joining us and we'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Add to the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease. We need more women in power and with the resources to change the world. If you are enjoying the show and want to support our mission, please help us spread the word. You can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who've commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay, see you next week.